Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Step Up to the Microphone. Got some stuff we need to talk about today and well, let's get right into it. But first, let's read a verse out of the Sefer from Proverbs, Proverbs 4.2. And it pretty much sums up, well, God's Word. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my Torah. That's Proverbs 4.2. Yeah, I know, you're thinking I'm crazy. Uh, fallen from grace, whatever you want to call me, Judaizer. Whatever your heart's desire, go ahead, go for it, I really don't care. I've been being a Berean. If you don't know what a Berean is, open up to Acts and read it. They tested everything off the scriptures. So, I'm testing everything off the scriptures. And that's not just labeled the 66 books of the Bible. The 1611 KJV had several more books. The Geneva Bible, the 1500s had several more books. The Tyndale Bible that predates the KJV had several more books. So, I'm seeking these books out. The Ethiopian Bible had the book of Enoch. Still does. So, I'm seeking them out. We know Messiah called the book of Enoch scripture. Judah quoted out of it, or Jude, the book of Jude. If you go to his Hebrew name, it's actually Judah, Yehuda. Peter referenced it. I'm still searching to see what Paul referenced out of it, but the book of Enoch is valid. But I digress. Let's get to talking about what we're talking. There is a ton of hate and misunderstanding coming from the church. i tell you right now, I don't care if you worship Sunday or Saturday. I'm going to worship on Saturday. If I can find a local fellowship to go to, I will go to it. And build up the community of brothers and sisters. There's nothing I've found in scripture that tells me to worship on Sunday. If God's word is the final doctrine and the only doctrine, then that is what I'm going off of. I have not found anything that says Sunday. Acts 27 can be taken out by one word. Acts 20 verse 7, we're talking about the first day, they mistranslated on purpose. In the Greek it's sabbaton, which means Sabbath. So no, there is nothing in the Bible that tells me not to obey it and not to worship on the Sabbath. This walk of salvation, I'm walking in fear and trembling has brought me to studying history. Yeah, history. Look at it sometime. Looking at deeper at what Messiah said, learning context, understanding biblical culture, and it's just led me straight to the Torah. I'm going to be point blank honest. With some good teachers that understand the Torah, that happened to be from the tribe of Judah, which, if you're reading the prophetic books, there's a prophecy talking about ten men walking up to a member of the tribe of Judah and grabbing onto their zitzit. Prophecy f being fulfilled much? I mean, come on. Let's look at it. If you're seriously reading the Bible, you should see these things. But then again, we have a problem with the Protestant and Catholic churches telling you to stay out of the prophetic books, or telling you that that's only for the Jews. No, it's for the Hebrews. 
if you accept Messiah as your Savior, and you walk in His laws, you guard His commands and do them as you are told to do, and you love Him, and you have the testament of Him, then you're a Hebrew. What a confound aspiration to be a Hebrew. What a way of thinking. But it's true. You have crossed over. You have crossed out of the worldly ways of doing things into the ways of Yah. Seriously, think about it. You're a Hebrew, or you call yourself an Israelite, a Hebrew rooter. I don't care. But it's true. Now we do need to discuss history. People want to attack me and call me a Judaizer or a Jew lover or anything else that's derogatory without studying. I'm going to say this right now. I studied it out. The rabbinical Jews of today do not obey the Torah. They do and they don't. They place their traditions over the Torah. So they might have the Ten Commandments put each commandment in a box kind of like if you were on land there's your commandment inside of a gate with all these other rules or surrounding the gate with a gate around that gate they don't obey the commandments they obey the, all these other commandments that they think supersede the commandments look it up but then you go on the other hand the modern-day church of Ephraim which people are leaving it in droves is following in this they follow in the footsteps of Ephraim of Israel what did they do they made stuff up because Jeroboam didn't want to lose the people of the northern ten tribes to Rehoboam think about that for a second he changed everything put a golden calf up wow a golden calf is not what they did in Exodus at Mount Sinai but he followed the same pattern made up his own stuff and said that they were worshiping Yahweh or Yahuwah that they were worshiping the Most High how do you worship the Most High when you're making idols when you're making stuff up because you don't want to be in the Word well let's look at it point blank for one he wasn't obeying the Torah to begin with he should have been writing out the Torah on a scroll as he was instructed to do by the Torah it's in there look it up then Deuteronomy but yes the modern-day church is like Jeroboam exactly like Jeroboam they make their own stuff up and worship the holidays they want to worship without realizing they are pagan satanic holidays if you want the proof search for it be a seeker quit being lazy sitting on your duff and not believing these things I'm saying I'm not here to teach you I'm here to stir things up and make you look for them to make you search for them Yahuwah wants you to search for him he doesn't want you to sit there and listen to a, pre a preacher or someone that you think is a teacher and be idle and just buy everything they say when you do that, you are being lazy and you are being led down the path of deception, which means you will end up worshiping the abomination of desolation. 
you will end up worshiping the Antichrist. Just think about it. Seriously. Read the epistles of Paul. Read them closely. After you read the Torah, after you read the prophets, go to Paul. But first, study out the Torah. Study out the prophets. Malachi 4 and Isaiah 2 tell you point blank, Messiah Yeshua is coming back to teach the Torah. He's not coming back to teach something new. He didn't teach anything new before. But, you know, Christians will come and they'll say, well, he did away with this, he did away with that. He said you don't have to worship on the Sabbath anymore because he did this on the Sabbath. There were no laws against what he did on the Sabbath. He was showing you that it was made for man, not man for it. Let's, let's just slow down, get proper context, proper understanding. Without proper context and proper understanding, it's useless. And let's go into something else. Did you know there are over 30,000 doctrines? At this point, I think there's more than, than 50,000 doctrines. Seems like a new doctrine pops up every week based out of the Bible because people don't study it. Preachers don't study it. They just buy whatever they're told to, to do from their denomination. And when they do actually read it, they're pretty much told to hush. I literally watched four different preachers preach the same sermon the same weekend off YouTube. Seriously. And then the preacher on the Sunday church I was going to preached the same sermon. All of them Pentecostal. So, think about it. Also, think about this. Are we called to be Pentecostals? Are we called to be Baptist, Methodist, non-denominational, Presbyterian, Messianic Jews, Christians, any of that? No. There is no name for it other than Hebrew or Israelite. That is the only name that we are to call ourselves. Or a follower of the way. We can be called a follower of the way. But we need to look at what Yeshua taught. Because if you're reading Paul before you read Yeshua, before you read the Torah, before you read the prophets, then you're going to make things up. If you read Yeshua before you read the Torah and the prophets, you will make things up. You should be able to preach the good news of Yeshua from the Old Testament. Well, ever looking into the New Testament, you should be able to look at it. In fact, he came to magnify the law, not do away with it. It tells you that in Isaiah. Isaiah 42:21. Yahuwah was pleased for his righteousness sake to magnify his law and make it glorious. That's what he came to do. But if you want to hear from Yeshua, that he didn't come to do away with his law, let's read Matthew 5, 17 through 20. Do not think that I have come to revoke the written law or the prophets. I am not come to revoke, but to fulfill. Amen. I say to you that until heaven and earth will pass away, one yield or one tag, and will not pass away from the written law. Did you hear that? Written law. Until everything will happen. Everyone, therefore, who violates one of these small commandments and will teach thus to the children of men will be called small in the kingdom of heaven, but everyone who will do and will teach the same will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. 
For I say to you that unless your goodness will exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. What? Let's go back to verse 18 again. Until heaven and earth pass away, one yod or one tag will not pass away from the written law until everything happens. Until every prophecy has been fulfilled from the Old Testament. Has every prophecy been fulfilled? I think not. Let's look at the world right now. A bunch of it's happening. There's prophecies from... Deuteronomy 28 that I'm seeing happen right now. Look at the national debt of the United States, which is where I know most of the tribes of Ephraim ended up. 30 plus trillion dollars in debt? Then look at Deuteronomy 28, the curses. Look at this whole thingamabob that's going around the world that came from that place over there where there's a red flag and a gold star. Yeah, look. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Just look at it. And that's something I just don't get. If you're seeing all this stuff happening and you say you're studying the Word, then it should kind of freak you out if you're not grounded in it. If you are grounded in it, then, wow, yeah, Yeshua's coming back. We see all this stuff happening. Here's something else Yeshua said. And this gets taken out of context all the time because I hear, oh, he only preached two commandments. There's only two. Well, let's see what he actually said. Yeshua said to him, You shall love Yahuwah, your Elohim, from all your heart and from all your soul, from all your power and from all your mind. That's Deuteronomy the chapter 6. I believe it's verse 4 or 5. I'm going to go with verse 5. This is the great and the first commandment. The second which is like it, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I can tell you right there, that's Leviticus 19.18. But then let's, let's look at verse 40 of Matthew 23, 37-40 right here. On these two commands depend all the written law and the prophets. So the written law and the prophets are dependent on these two commands. That means they aren't going anywhere. Really? Really? Okay. Well then here's... Uh, I forgot to write the chapter down, but it's from Luke. But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one symbol of the law to pass away. One symbol of the Torah. So why are we teaching violence to God's law? It makes no flipping sense. We need to search these things out. Instead of relying on religion to teach us and our children. I'm going to tell you right now, me reading the word, I saw something today in Deuteronomy of all places that I thought referenced the mark of the beast in Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32, verse 5. They have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. They are a perverse and crooked generation. Well, that sounds like a mark. Doesn't it? Their spot is not the spot of his children. Well, doesn't Yah have a mark on us? And the devil has a mark on his? So this whole mark of the beast and people being afraid to get a vaccine, which, no, I'm not getting vaccinated. Don't ask me. 
and thinking it's going to be this or that. No, it's who you worship. Now the world's going to sit there and say, yeah, it's this, it's that. But it's not that. It is who you worship. Point blank center line. That's what it is. Don't think it's not. If you think it's not who you worship, then get back into your Bible and study it. It's not that hard to see. But first, ask for your eyes to be opened. Ask for the truth. I feel like we should go through the truth verses again just, just to do it. John 14, 6. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Psalm 119, 142. Your righteousness is righteous forever. Your Torah is truth. Then you go to Psalm 119, 160. The sum of your word is truth, and all your righteousness, right rulings are forever. John 1, 1. The word was made flesh. John 1, 14. Talks about the word being made flesh and dwelling with us, tabernacling with us. I mean, right there we see Yeshua is the truth. He is the Torah. So why would you want to do violence to him? Makes no sense. But, you know, we need this to walk in it. Proverbs 25.2. This is what I'm getting at right here. Proverbs 25.2. It is the glory of Yahuwah to conceal things, but the glory of kings to search things out. So let's open up the word and search things out. Because if you're actually reading the word, you're digging into it. You're not letting men tell you how something is. And this whole walk of mine started from reading the cliff notes of a study Bible. Twisting scripture saying that the Israel of God's just the Jews and the Gentiles get something else. Which that's not what the word said. But we're supposed to be a kingdom of priests and kings. Exodus 19.6 And you will be to me a kingdom and priest and a holy people. Say these words to the house of Israel. So, that brings us to, we are Abraham's seed. And then if we're Israel, we're Abraham's seed, we need to act like it. Seriously. Being Abraham's seed means our faith leads to obedience to the Torah. God's eternal law. Yah's eternal law. That we love our brothers as ourselves and love Elohim with all of our heart, soul, and might. I mean, it's that simple. Genesis 26.5 For the sake of Abraham, who heard my voice and kept my observances and my commandments and my covenants and my laws. That's something, if you go to a Sunday church, they're not going to tell you. They're going to keep that from you, but if you study it yourself, you say, oh, wow. But let's look at this, James 2.21-23. And you bring this up, they freak out and ask you why you're reading James. That's just for the Jews, according to them. Was not our father Abraham justified by works when he offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Do you see that his faith upheld his deeds, and by his deeds his faith was perfected? And the scripture was fulfilled which said Abraham believed in Yahuwah, and was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of Yahuwah, or the friend of Elohim. I mean, we could go on and on with this. We could turn this into a two-hour episode. 
but we don't need to do that. I just, you know, feels like we're being attacked from all sides every day, which it says that will happen. But at the same time, while we're being attacked, we don't need to snap at each other. And just because I don't agree with you on the calendar, or I might say something that comes off rude whenever I type it, doesn't mean I'm being rude. I might have been like, hey, can you, can you just read read your Bible a little bit, please? I might have been trying to encourage you, but we take things and get offended so easily because we read context into words written on pages instead of thinking rationally, thinking with love. And I'm guilty of this myself. I'm pulling the plank out of my own eye on this one. But at the end of the day, if we're following the creator of the universe, maybe we should learn a little patience. We should be more like Abraham and less like ourselves. More like Abraham and less like Esau. More like Abraham and less like King Saul. More like King David and not like his son Absalom or his general Joab. We should have grace and mercy and let it abound in us. Because this world's tearing itself apart. You see it day in and day out. The hatred over politics, the hatred over this, the hatred over that. We have forgot how to love each other because we have quit reading his word. We get so consumed in the worldly things of politics, pop culture, music, food. We make these things our gods and put them above Elohim, put them above Yahuwah. When we should be sitting there listening to what he has to say to us and doing it. If you want to know what he has to say to you, open up the word. Start in Genesis. I heard it like this. You don't start a novel at the end in the back third. So why would you start reading the Bible in the back third? You don't know the context or what's going on if you start in Matthew and work your way back, then go to the front. You come up with all sorts of new doctrines that are not biblical, scriptural, and not from Yah. They're from the devil. That is point blank dead on. And I'm guilty of doing that myself. Before I got into this walk, before I saw the lies, the deception, I did that myself. So, like I said, this is about a journey, about growing together. I'm not here to teach. I'm not here to say, hey, you're doing that wrong. I don't, I don't like your calendar. Your calendar's wrong. I'm here as a brother, walking this path in fear and trembling, this path of salvation, with a humble heart, hoping that we can help each other along the way and become one in Yeshua so that we're together at the end. Well, I hope this has blessed you. Have a blessed day. And just get out there and love your brother as yourself. Love Elohim with all your heart, soul, and might. I'm out.
Later, y'all.